WrestleMania. Mr. T risks it all. The first wrestling match took place in 1985 at Madison Square Garden with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Long before these men defined modern wrestling entertainment, Jacob the Cheater wrestled with God. What was Jacob thinking? This is the guy who fooled his brother and deceived his father. He was a trickster and a swindler throughout his life. And then one day, he picked a fight with God. What's up with that? Wounded from the experience, Jacob limped the rest of his life. Frederick Buechner characterizes Jacob's divine encounter at the Jabbok River as the magnificent defeat of the human soul at the hands of God. Jacob lost, but he lived, and his life was never the same. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. The first wrestling match on this Wednesday edition of Something Good. Hello, and welcome to another great day of teaching with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. My name is Brian, thanks for being here. Well, long before WrestleMania came along in the 1980s, there was a swindler named Jacob who decided to do the unthinkable. He picked a fight with God, and even though he lost, he lived and his life was never the same. Ron takes us to the story of Jacob next as he continues his teaching series, Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. Stay right here or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen anytime on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, check out Something Good Television, Something Good Courses, Something Good Travel, and the new Something Good Digital Library, where you can search for biblical answers to your questions from nearly 30 years of Ron's Bible teaching ministry. From Genesis chapter 32, here's Ron with today's Something Good radio message, Jacob Wrestling with God. Professional wrestling is a big sport today. Got any wrestling fans here today? All right, you ever heard of... You ever heard of WrestleMania? Yeah? I got a who over here. I'm not sure about the rest of us, but I did a little research this week and I learned that the first WrestleMania took place on uh, March of 1985. And you know who was there on the first WrestleMania? <laughs> Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Well, that'll take you back, won't it? I mean, this is kind of a flashback to the past. And, and, and professional wrestling just kind of got off to this big start. I love the, the characters and the personas that they take on. You got Hulk Hogan, you got Mr. T. There was a guy for a while named Andre the Giant. What a giant of a man he was. But you fast forward to today and, you know, the characters are even more intimidating, like, like the guy who calls himself The Undertaker. Now, I wouldn't want to wrestle the guy who sees himself as the undertaker. <laughs> just, it wouldn't go very well for me. It wouldn't end very well that day. But there was WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden, 1985, but it wasn't the first WrestleMania. Actually, the first WrestleMania took place at the River Jabbok about, oh, let's say uh, 4,000 years ago. And if you and I were there at the Jabbok River 4,000 years ago, we, we might hear an announcer say something like this, ladies and gentlemen, welcome 
to the River Jabbok. Welcome to the first WrestleMania. We have quite a show for you today. We have two formidable opponents. Over here in this corner is Jacob, the cheater. He's the son of Isaac and the grandson of Abraham. And over here, God. I don't know, it might go something like that. Maybe the announcer would do a better job than I would do, but you get the idea. Almost 4,000 years ago, Jacob, yeah, the Jacob of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob wrestled with God all night long. And what a wrestling match it was. That brings us to Genesis chapter 32, which is the text I read just a moment ago. But before we dive into it further, let me ask you this. Have you ever wrestled with God? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever wrestled with God? Uh, some people wrestle with God over matters of salvation. You've heard the gospel every which way you can. You saw the gospel pictured in baptism, the death the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You've heard over and over again that Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. You've heard Jesus say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by, by me. You've heard John 3, 16, that God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You've heard the gospel. You've heard the, but you're still wrestling with God. You're still wrestling to say yes to Jesus Christ. And there is a cosmic battle going on for your soul. Others of us are followers of Jesus Christ. We, we call ourselves Christians. We can think of that day when we came to faith in Jesus Christ. But maybe there's some area of your life where you're still wrestling with God to give over to Him the full lordship of Jesus Christ. I don't know what area that life might, uh, of your life might be. Maybe you have an area of your life that is not rightly related to God. Maybe like we'll discover with Jacob, you have a deep character flaw, and God wants to redeem that. He, he wants to shape and mold that part of your life, and there's a wrestling match going on with, with, with God about that. You're wrestling with Him over whether it's His will or your will. Have you ever wrestled with God? Are you here this morning? And maybe you didn't realize you were walking into WrestleMania, and you've been wrestling with something between you and God. I'm going to leave that between you and the Lord, but let's go back to the text this morning and, and find out how, how, how Jacob got to where he is. By the way, Frederick Beekner said that, that um, Jacob's divine encounter at the Jabbok River, he described, he characterized as the magnificent defeat of the human soul at the hands of God. That's a great description of this first WrestleMania at the Jabbok River nearly 4,000 years ago, this cosmic battle between God and Jacob. Now, in keeping with our series, uh, Jacob was a cracked pot. He was a cracked pot because he had a character flaw, like a lot of us and like others in the Bible. Jacob was a cheater. He was a trickster, a liar, a manipulator. That's kind of how he worked his way through life. Jacob didn't start very well. He didn't live very well, but he ended well. How do we know he ended well? Because believe it or not, Jacob the cheater ends up in the Hebrews Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's hold our place here in Genesis. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 21. 
And here's what the writer of Hebrews says as a summation of Jacob's life. He says, by faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. He goes all the way to the ends of Jacob's life and to that scene where he's finally reunited with his sons and he's blessing each one of them. Jacob ended well, but Jacob didn't start well. In fact, his name was an indication of the kind of cheater that he was. The name Jacob literally means deceiver. Sorry for any of you who are named Jacob today. That's no, you know, no, no, no character flaw intended there. But back then, you know, names meant something. Jacob means deceiver. It also means heel catcher or heel grabber. Now, you remember the story back in Genesis. You have Abraham and Sarah who finally gave birth to the promised child, Isaac. And then Isaac laid eyes on uh, Rebekah, beautiful Rebekah. The Bible calls her beautiful in form and in, in eyes. And all. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And Isaac married Rebekah. They tried to have children. They were 40 years old when they got together. Not until they were 60 years old did Rebekah finally get pregnant and gave birth to twins. Don't scoot past that, those 20 years too fast, all right? 20 years they waited for a child. And finally, Rebekah gave birth to two boys, Esau and Jacob, twins. Esau came out first. He was the firstborn. And with that came all the blessings and the birthrights of the firstborn. Jacob came second, but the Bible tells us that Jacob, as he was coming out of the womb, was grabbing onto Esau's heel. He's the heel catcher. He's the heel grabber. And he became a deceiver and a trickster and a liar and a manipulator and all that his heel grabbing, you know, reaching for those things that didn't belong to him and tricking people and manipulating people out of things that were rightfully theirs but that he wanted. That was Jacob. Jacob the cheater, the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham and one of the three major patriarchs of the Old Testament, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We, we put them on the shelf up here, don't we? We, 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 we put them in those, those high categories of uh, these are heroes of the faith. Oh, he's just a cracked pot. He had flaws just like every one of us, but God chose him. All the covenant promises that first came to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and that went to Isaac, the promised child, through Jacob, Jacob's sons, eventually King David, the Lion of David, all the way to Messiah. Jesus Christ has in his genealogy a trickster and a cheat named Jacob. If you have any doubts that God can use you, a cracked pot like you are, well, just take some encouragement that he used Jacob the cheater. Now, let's just review real quickly some of Jacob's uh, cheating ways. I made a list there in your notes, and I've alluded to some of it already. It started with uh, Jacob taking advantage of uh, his brother Esau and uh, tricking him out of his birthright. Remember, Esau came back from a hunting trip, and Esau was famished. He was tired, and, and, and Jacob was anticipating this. And he and his mama got together, and they cooked up a pot of porridge. 
Esau comes back and he says, I'm just, I'm dying. I'm dying. Give me some of that porridge. And Jacob says, great, give me your birthright and I'll give you, give you something to eat. And Esau traded his birthright for a pot of porridge. He traded his blessing and his birthright to satisfy his flesh. Don't miss that. There's still more to come from Dr. Ron Jones, so stay right here. Listen to Ron's messages on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, be sure to check out Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps, a free online discipleship coaching experience created by Dr. Ron Jones. Look for Something Good courses when you visit our new streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org. That's Starting Point, A Disciple's First Steps, where you'll discover what it means to be a disciple and learn how to train others to be true followers of Christ. Jacob was a trickster. He fooled his brother Esau and his father Isaac and got the birthright as a result. But he was about to get a dose of his own medicine. Here's Ron with the rest of today's message, Jacob Wrestling with God. Next, a little bit later, with the birthright in hand, now, now Jacob had to trick his own father, Isaac, who was now aged and losing some of his eyesight. Oh, he could still smell his uh, brother or his son Esau, who was a man of, uh, of the fields and the game and all of that. But, but Jacob got together with his mother, and they, they tricked Isaac into giving the blessing, the blessing that belonged to the firstborn. Jacob received that from Isaac. And then uh, a little bit later, you know, Jacob, Jacob goes off and he, uh, he meets his wife, Rachel. And um, uh, he, he sets his eyes on Rachel, and she's beautiful, and he wants Rachel to be his wife. And Rachel's father, Laban, uh, who was, uh, well, I'm getting this all mixed up here, but somebody's uncle in the line here, okay? And um, Jacob wants Rachel, says, I'll, I'll, work, I'll work for you, Laban, for seven years, and um, you give me your daughter, Rachel. Seven years came. And now, you know, what goes around comes around. You ever heard that? Now Laban tricks Jacob, slides in Leah, the eldest daughter. She's kind of the ugly ducking of the family, you know? I mean, Jacob didn't even look at Leah. But Laban wasn't about to have Rachel get married before Leah. And so Jacob, the trickster, has a trick turned on him. Uh, he's, he's livid after this, and he does, you know, does another deal with Laban. I'll work now for another seven years for Rachel. But now, 14 years into this, you know, he's, he's feeling, you know, turned on by his father-in-law, Laban. And the final way that Laban or that Jacob is a trickster, we're up to Genesis 31 now, is he, he does a little trick with Laban and his flocks, okay? And by the time Jacob decides to leave his father-in-law's uh, business and his home, also during that time, Laban had tricked uh, Jacob out of uh, his wages. At one time, Jacob says to his wife, your dad cheated me out of my wages, changed my wages 10 times. Well, Jacob, what goes around comes around, okay? And then uh, he, he gets his, his father-in-law back one more time and tricks him out of some of his flocks. And, and Jacob leaves his father-in-law a wealthy, wealthy man. That brings us up to Genesis chapter 31, Genesis chapter 32, and Jacob's trickster ways now are starting to catch up with him. He's got Laban, his father-in-law, behind him. 
just as mad as a hornet for being tricked out of his flocks and all of that. And then as, as Jacob is traveling this direction, he, he learns that his brother Esau, whom he hasn't seen in years, but the last time they were together, it wasn't good, that Esau is in front of him, coming toward him. And it's all coming to roost. The chickens are coming to roost on old Jacob. And he's, he's caught in the middle here, and he's stressed. And that brings us to Genesis chapter 32. At the front end, uh, Jacob tries to appease his brother Esau, and he sends his family and all of his flocks and possessions in a series of caravans, gifts to his brother Esau, just to appease him and hope that he, he might come in peace, because he doesn't know what kind of mood Esau is in. And he divests himself of all of his family. He sends them across the river Jabbok and over, you know, with all of his possessions, all of his flocks, all of his family. And Jacob is left all alone on this side of the river. And he camps out there for a night. And that's the night he wrestles with God. And what a wrestling match it is. Have you ever wrestled with God? And if you did, what would it look like? What would that experience be like? Let's learn from Jacob. I read his story and I say, you know, if I'm ever in a wrestling match with God, first I, I need to be, I'll probably be empty and alone before God. God gets us in a place where we're empty and we're all alone with him. Look at it in verse uh, 22 again of Exodus 32. The same night Jacob arose and took his two wives and his two female servants and he left his 11 children, crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone, away from his family, away from his possessions. He's on one side of the river and he's all by himself. You know, the times that I've wrestled with the Lord over things, it's been, it's been those, those times when I have felt all alone. Like there's nobody else that can make this decision. All, all of the um, uh, props that I have in my life, whether my family or ministry colleagues, you know, they're gone or they're away, and, and you're just kind of left alone before God. Uh, some people call this the dark night of the soul. You ever experienced one of those dark nights of the soul where the Lord has just kind of cornered you in? You, you feel empty. You feel all alone before Him. And, and there you are in the middle of the night. Jacob wasn't sleepless in Seattle. No, he, he was sleepless at the river Jabbok. And that dark night of the soul, um, that phrase comes from the title of a poem written in the 16th century by St. John of the Cross. The treatise describes a soul's journey from birth to his eternal union with God. The journey happens at night as a metaphor of those, those dark times we all experience. And yes, sometimes even the most dedicated, faithful followers of Jesus experience those, those dark times nights of the soul where you just feel all alone. As much as you try to get connected with community and the body of Christ, it's still it's a time when you, you just feel all alone and, and you wrestle with God. That's where Jacob was. So not only expect to be empty and alone, but secondly, when you're wrestling with God, 
Anticipate a struggle and pain. Let's read on here, verse 24. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint, and he wrestled with him. By the way, the the man who wrestled with Jacob, as you go further in the story, most Bible teachers and scholars see this as a pre-Bethlehem, pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Much better to wrestle with God than to ignore God. And when you do, when you find your own river Jabbok and challenge God to a fight, you can expect to be alone. You can expect a struggle, and you can expect to ultimately surrender. But when you do, there's always a blessing behind it. You're listening to Something Good Radio. Today's message, Jacob, wrestling with God, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand on your schedule at somethinggoodradio.org. Check out our resource tab at the top of the homepage for books, teaching series, lots of great tools to help you in your journey with Jesus. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Dolorosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where he shed his blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Is traveling to the Holy Land on your bucket list? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones on a Something Good travel experience. Experience Israel by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Experience Greece by navigating Paul's missionary journeys. Tour the lands of the Bible, grow your faith, make new friends, and travel beyond belief. For more information about upcoming Something Good travel experiences, visit somethinggoodradio.org travel. Need prayer today? Stop by the new somethinggoodradio.org and share your request with us. Click on Explore and then scroll down to the How Can We Pray For You option. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good is a listener-supported ministry. And when you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by sending you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. That's Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. Request it today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. Donate online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. When you move through that time of surrender... All right. When you allow him to touch that area of your life that may feel a little wounded, a little broken, okay, then you're ready to walk in your new identity. Look what happens in verse 27 and following. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. 
Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. First time the Hebrew people were named Israel. Up to this point, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we never hear any reference in the Genesis record to the God of Israel until after this time. Your name shall be Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. You see, Jacob's name meant deceiver, trickster, liar, prankster, manipulator, heel catcher. Israel means he struggled with God. That's tomorrow when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, Jacob wrestling with God. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. God bless you, and thanks for being with us today.